Hi there and welcome to another Careers in Health podcast. My name's Todd Fraser. Joining me today is Sophia Velosa. Sophia is an endocrinologist with a special interest in perinatal care. Sophia, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for inviting me. What was it about endocrinology that first attracted your attention? Uh, I was lucky to do uh, endocrinology in my um, med student years. I did a term in a really lovely department down um, in Brisbane, one of the big teaching hospitals, and I just really kind of enjoyed um, the people, uh, the team, the unit, the supportive. I just kind of clicked, and then I asked to do a term again in my junior doctor years, and again, just really, really... um, felt like it was my home yeah. in a sense so uh, that was definitely um what got me interested early on and physician training in general I felt like it was just um just such kind of what we did med school for in a weird sense and it was just such a natural progression for me to want to do physician training yeah. um and so yeah that was that was basically it's why. interesting doing these podcasts how often people say when I was a junior doctor, I really enjoyed the team that I was working with. Yeah. What are the what are endocrinologists like? Oh, they're lovely. <laughs> um, no, I think most endocrinologists. I think um, the you know, general medical community would say are mostly nice people. Mm. Um, we like to think. Um, we like to order tests and stew over things, um, and like problem solving as well. Um, we're generally calm and like to listen because a lot of um, endocrine problems you really need to, to filter through the history and listen and um, ask questions and do a bit of detective work. Um, so you have to like that. And so I think generally people persons we are or people doctors, we like people. It does from the outside look like it's a puzzle that you're putting the pieces together. Yeah. Um, it's, it's exciting because people who, the patients who come through, um, sometimes it is a bit of a diagnostic dilemma. They're not really certain what's going on um, and you get to to work through um, the history and the pathology of biochemistry, which forms a big part of the, our management. It's, it's very much a thinking specialty. We don't have any procedures. We used to a few years ago, um, probably over a decade ago, we used to have a couple of procedures, but it's very much a, yep. a, a thinking and talking specialty now. Yep. Um, and, and problem solving is definitely yeah, yeah part of that. So most people, when they think of endocrinology, would think of diabetes mellitus. What does it encompass? What does your specialty uh, involve and what would you see on a daily basis? Yeah, well, diabetes is definitely a big part of, um, of what we do. Uh, and really, both type 1 and type 2 diabetes, but type 1 is, is a big focus because type 2 diabetes is generally very well managed by general practitioners and we get kind of the trickier trickier patients with type 2 um so diabetes forms a yeah a big part of of what we see uh but really it's the glands of the body which really is very unglamorous but uh a lot of thyroid disease as well and then um we um, deal with calcium disorders so parathyroid issues osteoporosis ties into that and then the adrenal and pituitary pathologies yep. and then the reproductive issues. And yep. what we're starting to see a lot more of um, now is, is um, transgender medicine yep. as well, which yep. is, is interesting. Yeah. You mentioned um, before that uh, there's a lot of diagnostic dilemmas mm-hmm. involved. Um, 
can that be frustrating to 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 uh, to deal with a patient where it's not entirely clear and, and not have an answer for them? Um, not generally, because I, I think that you have a fair idea once you've got through the history and, and the examination and you've got some, some generally have some kind of bloods to work yeah. through and you've got kind of a, a provisional diagnosis and a differential and then you, often we do an extra layer of tests um, to kind of help fine-tune that diagnosis. And yeah. I, I actually really enjoy counselling patients about what the different diagnoses can be, what they mean and how the treatments can differ between between the two yeah. or three potential um, diagnoses. Yeah. Um, is it an evolving specialty or is it something that's reasonably well understood, do you think? I think it is evolving, um, particularly, I guess, in the diabetes space. What is linked um, to that very closely now is is obesity management. Yeah. Um, and there have been some really exciting developments from a pharmacotherapy perspective to manage, um, manage obesity, yeah. uh, which are also used in diabetes. So I think endocrinologists have been reasonably well placed in the last probably five to ten years um, being kind of specialists to kind of or the medical specialists to help deal with the um, medical management of obesity Um, so that's an exciting field and it's obviously a lot of money is being poured into that um, industry Um, so hopefully we'll continue to see some exciting drugs come become available for for us to help our patients with obesity which is a huge problem Um, and I guess beyond that in endocrinology, um, we're trying, I guess, with the development of um, better genetic testing, um, we are trying to personalise our management of different conditions like diabetes um, and certain conditions like thyroid cancer as well. Um, and there are some other inherited endocrine conditions which are becoming, um, I guess, easier to manage because the diagnoses are becoming easier too. So, yeah. so what would, how would you say or, or what are the sorts of things that would inspire you, get you out of bed in the morning about your specialty? Um, I think what um, is exciting the moment um, is I've changed over um, to working at the public hospital um, and so very much part of a team uh, which can be a little bit trickier to establish a a team in in private practice endocrinology so um, so being part of a team is really exciting particularly um, the management of diabetes where you need diabetes educators and dietitians so actually being part of a team is exciting seeing and talking to your colleagues um, and and kind of tapping into their expertise is is nice um, and just the variety that you get to see every day is is good you don't every day is different yep so that's nice too it's interesting you mentioned there's a very distinctly different practice in public compared with private what what are the differences that you've experienced private practice um if i was i was just a sole operator i suppose so it can be very isolating um you can always phone a friend about things but it's different from just you know having department meetings or sliding up to someone's desk and saying what do you think about this um because not it's not always easy to know what's going on and there are weird and wonderful things around um so so you can be a little bit isolated Obviously, you have a lot more flexibility with how you set up your day and, and your leave and things, but 
um, it's it's harder to access in the same room um, the, the specialties that you need to help manage mainly the patients with with diabetes. Yeah. I think. Yep. Yeah. You mentioned the team there, um, referring to the team of endocrinologists. Yes. Are there other teams that you work as part of? We. Um, have um, close relationships with uh, the endocrine surgeons as well yeah. who we refer a lot of our parathyroid surgery to or, or thyroids they also do adrenal surgery um, for us as well mm. um, not specifically where, where I'm working here on the Sunshine Coast um, but in other major centres there are close uh, relationships with the neurosurgical team as well yeah. um, to do all the pituitary, pituitary surgery we also um, uh, have relationships with bariatric surgeons, um, with the um, surgical management of, of diabetes, and also uh, a little bit with the nephrologists and the hepatologists, specifically with metabolic bone disease and yep. alcoholic and uh, non-alcoholic fatty liver disease as yep. well. Yep. So those would be the, probably the main specialists that okay. we kind of so what are the things that you don't necessarily enjoy or you find frustrating about endocrinology? Um, I think everybody probably, um, and every endocrinologist, there are certain areas or certain organs or glands that you don't particularly like. Um, I think... Um, it, some of it boils down to your experience and your exposure and your training and the confidence that you have dealing with certain issues. Yep. Um, I think in endocrine, I think most endocrinologists would agree that um, patients who are, are convinced that they have an endocrine disorder, um, such as um, adrenal um, burnout or adrenal fatigue which is really not a diagnosis that's supported by medical literature yeah. um, or, or and there's a lot of misinformation um, regarding thyroid disease as well and that can be really challenging to work through yeah. um, that with the patient um, and explain to them what they do and what they don't have yeah okay so training. what's involved in endocrinology training so very similar to other uh, medical specialties. So your intern, junior house officer years, uh, and then you start your basic physician training, and it's three years of advanced training once you've passed the, the written and the clinical exam. Uh, generally, it's state-based, so you do your three years of training in the one state, but you have to rotate hospitals so you get exposure at different sites. Yeah. Um, so I, I did my um, first year of training um in, at Greenslopes Hospital and then I rotated through um, the Royal Brisbane, the Marta Hospital, Ipswich Hospital. Yeah. Um, was specialty what you expected it would be? Yes, I think. Um, I think so. The, what I did know about endocrinology before kind of really starting my training is that it's largely an outpatient-based specialty which was one of the other reasons that attracted me to it because it's right. very friendly um, for lifestyle reasons. Yep. So um, a lot of a lot of endocrine is, is outpatient medicine and, and we do get some inpatient um, work as well, but largely it's consult-based. So generally the patients are admitted other other teams like general medicine or, yep. or surgery, orthopaedics for the, you know, high-risk feet, and we can just consult, which, and you don't physically necess necessarily physically need to see the patient. So... Yep. 
yeah. it's a little bit more flexible and it, it does allow you to um, to set up your work life balance. Um, and the way speaking you like of, it. you're a young mum. Yes. Um, got some young kids. So how has it been balancing the competing demands in your life as part of your training and, and now specialty? Uh, being an outpatient specialty has certainly helped and I've had to say no to any inpatient work um, and I've been able to do that which has been nice. Um, it is one of the reasons I've actually changed over from, from private into the public sector uh, because running a private practice is running, running a small business. Mm. Um, and in endocrinology, as I mentioned earlier, we don't have any procedures, so it's very much consult-based. It's all, all talking. Um, so, so your income really is, is based on, on seeing patients. Yep. And uh, I like to do things thoroughly, so I'm, I'm probably slower than some of the high, high um, put-through um, yep. endocrinologists. So... Um, finding myself spending a lot of extra time after hours doing administration and letter writing when I couldn't fit it into my day um, to make, I I guess, it financially viable. Lots of overheads in private practice. So joining the public team has been really, really great for um, to be able to manage have extra time to manage all of the clinical commitments but also get the admin work done and not have to worry about running yep. a private practice and having an employee yep. and all of the other things that come with, with that. In terms of jobs, um, where, what's the job market like in endocrinology at the moment? Um, I think in terms of demand, um, there is growing demand mm-hmm. and, and really that probably lies in, in the fact of the increasing prevalence of, of diabetes. Um, so there is always going to be work. I think public jobs, particularly in, in um, Brisbane, are highly contested and increasingly there's this suggestion that you probably need to be um, at least pursuing or have done a PhD to, to get a, a full-time public job. Um, but everybody who finishes there is everybody finds work there's there's no issue with needing to go overseas and do specialist fellowships yep. to to um, find yourself more employable yep. I, I don't know if that will change in the future but um but we don't have huge numbers of trainees joining the program each year so yep. somewhere between five and ten yep. so there's there's a lot of um there's a lot of job security at the end of end of yep. training now, one of your interest areas is in perinatal endocrinology, I believe. Yes, yeah. Yep. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, sure. Um, so obstetric medicine, um, there are lots of endocrinologists who, who practice obstetric medicine as well because I guess a lot of the obstetric issues, um, gestational diabetes and diabetes in pregnancy and thyroid disease is really common in pregnancy. Um, so endocrinologists uh, often go on to do extra training, so just one extra extra year of obstetric medicine at an accredited site and then gain an obstetric medicine certificate right. and you can practice in that specialty as well yep. and that's that's very um those jobs um are hard to fill so yeah uh, what what other subspecialties if you like uh, can you do in endocrinology what do people focus on as part of that job uh, so diabetes is, is a focus for some yep. um but i think there is enough work for you to um, 
to, to not see diabetes and just see all of the other endocrine issues. Yeah. Uh, it, it can be a little bit challenging, I suppose, to keep up with the developments across all of the different fields. So some people do choose to, to focus on one or two um, kind of subspecialty areas. Um, so there are um, some, some physicians who are better known to manage um, bone health, so osteoporosis and metabolic bone disease, uh, some pituitary specialists and thyroid specialists as well. Yep. Most endocrinologists in Queensland, in both private and public, would be considered general endocrinologists with um, some exceptions to that. Yep. Sophia, thanks very much for joining us on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Thanks for joining me on the podcast today. Get access to all our great podcast interviews, as well as hundreds of modules, journal reviews, quizzes and articles by downloading our free app. Search for MyOsler wherever you get your apps, or visit our website at oslacommunity.com.